Welcome to Driving the Trains with Steve McKay. Hi folks, this is Steve McKay, and welcome to my first podcast of, I don't know, Rusting Linchpin? Who knows? Um, And I am coming to you live from Studio M, and that sounds fancy, but what Studio M is, is my 2011 Mini Cooper S with 200 horsepower almost on tap, and I'm on my way to Wednesday train night in Berkeley, leaving from San Francisco, and that 200 horsepower means that I should arrive in the approximately 9.6 miles in slightly under an hour. Isn't that awesome? Um, And the reason I'm talking to you is because every night on Wednesdays, I go across the bay to my weekly 18xx train group and play train games. Train games have become the rage, so it's time to talk about it. Now, there's several other podcasts out there, and I've listened to a couple of them. They're all, all of them offer some great insights into the games that uh, you and I know and love. Um, and so you might be wondering why I listen to this podcast. It's just some idiot driving his car talking about train games. Well, the one thing I've noticed that most of the podcasts miss out on is a little bit of talk about strategy. Many of the podcasts tend to be from newer players who haven't played many games um, and haven't played many playthroughs of many games. And so they're a little unsure about strategy, and so they don't talk about it much. So kudos for them for knowing what they know and choosing to talk about that. I am not a great 18xx player. And so you might be going, well, why are you going to talk about strategy some? Well, I have played a fair number of 18xx games. I've been playing for about two years now, um, and I play almost every week uh, an 18xx, um, at least once a week, and many weeks um, I play more than one game. And I've also had the luxury of playing with a group of people who have an awesome collection of 18xx and so i've played some games many more times than the general public has so today's topic because i'm on the way to play it is 1824. now 1824 just recently published republished again um, through a kickstarter um, by uh, lonnie ogler Um, thank goodness to lonnie to republishing this gem Um, i've been fortunate enough to play the previous version Um, probably eight to ten times. Uh, This current version I've only played once, but hey, I'll get on another play again tonight. So um, anyway, I've played it a few times, but it's also important to know my biases. Uh, I think that the O&O team um, put out some of the best games um, that uh, that have come out in the 18xx universe. I think when they were working together, they put out their best games. It's unfortunate that they uh, they no longer choose to work together to produce things. Um, they uh, they made some absolute gems. Uh, 1880 is one of my favorite games. Um, it's got some very different mechanics from your regular 18xx games. Um, the, the whole way they choose to go into stock round, operating rounds and things is just fantastic in that game. Um, and uh, 1848, another great game by that duo. Um, thankfully, GMT's republishing those. 
and uh, so you'll get a chance to play that uh, in the near future. Well, maybe a year from now, but anyway, you'll get a chance. Um, that game's also a great game. Um, they produce some good games on their own. Uh, I like Lonnie's uh, 1844, um, and CZ is kind of fun, but um, but 24 is uh, just a gem. Um, now, some of you may have uh, seen or heard or even played the 1837 um, um, that's available or may be available from All Aboard. It was available for a while. Um, I'm not sure if that one will be available again as the new publishing uh, regimen, but um, there's probably copies you can get out there. 37 is a precursor. It was before 24 was available. Um, I should have done my research. I think it was only by Lonnie. I don't think it was the two of them working together. And I enjoy 37, but most people don't enjoy it as much as 24, myself included. Um, 37 is like taking 1824 and adding two hours to the beginning of the game. Um, in 24, we have the mountain companies, which are basically just certificates, and they're paying um, a dividend every round. But they don't do anything other than that. They, you convert them into a share of stock, but they, there's no power or anything that those companies do. And in 37, those are actually companies that operate and lay track. And so there's a lot more companies laying track. The map's bigger. Um, but it's all precursor work. It's all sort of gets you to the point and the start of, of 24. Um, and so... Uh, you know, give, if you have a chance, definitely give it a try, but you'll need a couple more hours than you would need to play a 24 game. So um, it's just a bigger dedication. Um, as far as 24 goes, um, you know, first time playthrough, um, there's not a lot of wackiness. It's not like those of you who've just picked up 68 and had your mind blown with three different types of trains. It can hit multiple, use the same track, but no one can hit the same station. And oh my God, that's crazy. No, 24 is, is nothing uh, on the, that order of magnitude. So as far as if you've played other games, um, you know, you'll pick it up pretty simply. Um, you know, so not not a lot of rules changes. Um, probably not a great first game if you're trying to get someone introduced to 18xx. There's Mexico or uh, 89 or even 30 are, are going to be much better to introduce uh, a new player to. Um, but if you've played several 18xx games, um, you know, you're not going to um, have your mind blown um, by any intricacies and bizarre rules that only happen certain times. Um, it does have two different types of trains, um, which is great. Um, I think that the concept of the mountain trains is great. Um, you know, and those can all, those have to run to uh, some coal mine, one of, the, one of the coal mines on the edge of the board, um, but uh, get pick up dits for free. And then, of course, it's got regular trains, which pay for dits. You don't want to have to hit dits with those trains because you're hoping to hit actual cities. Um, and uh, But the, the big sort of MacGuffin, the big excitement in 24, is the formation of the, uh, the Sasbans, the, the state railways. And um, at the beginning of the game, you know, you're going to go through this phase where you, um, you have sort of component companies that are then going to form in to the various different companies, um, the larger companies, and larger shares. Um, and so the timing on those is fixed on um, uh, with the train purchases. Um, 
there's three different major companies. The first one uh, is going to have three components, a presidency and two miners. Um, and so essentially four shares of stock are pre-sold. Those companies will fold in on your um, on the four train. Um, and the next company will fold in on the five train. That one's only got a presidency and a shareholder. And then uh, the third company, the last company that folds in, folds in on the six train. And uh, the, you know, pretty standard mechanic for each one of those. You know, if you're the president or going to become the president of that company, um, we'll talk about how you might become the president, even though you're not starting out as a president later. But if you're the president of that company, you're going to want to make sure that the components have as much cash in them and as good a trains in them as possible. Um, if you're not going to be the president of the company, you're going to want to raid whatever useful resources are in that company um, at the last minute out of that company so that the future president uh, doesn't get any advantage. Um, and we'll talk about that mechanism a little later. And uh, so at the beginning of the game, you're, uh, you're picking up charters to buy those components. You're going to start out with enough cash to, uh, to be able to buy several different things. And you have three options in the in the initial uh, draft. There is no auction in this game for those starting components. It's just a draft. It's a you start out with the person in the lowest priority order. They get first pick. You go around to the number one priority player. They'll get anything at two picks, and then you're going to go one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, four, and keep going uh, as you draft out the uh, the, the charters. So there's uh, six mountain companies. They're just going to cost you 120 and pay you 25 every round. Then at some future point in time, you may uh, convert those for shares of stock in um, one of the, uh, the um, private or, well, publicly traded companies, but not the state railways. And then there are um, the, uh, the coal companies. The coal companies, there are four of them. They're placed around the board. One is up in the northwest corner. Uh, two is sort of in the middle of the north. Three is in the northeast corner. And four is in the southeast corner. I don't remember their actual names. That would be too difficult. They're each going to have start the game with a G train. And um, a one G train, which means they have, to, they have to hit a coal mine. And then they can hit any number of... Uh, towns and one city. Um, so you're going to want to build two uh, towns with the, their trackways. And um, then you have the uh, components of the three major state railways. You also have the option of starting the red company down in the south. So the red company um, is a publicly traded company. You're going to need 50% to float in this game. And um, you can start that guy out um, at the beginning of the game, where none of the other railroads can you start out. Um, and like many Lonnie games, um, well, O&O games, the stock market action's kind of minor in this game. Publicly traded companies, there's not a lot of, like, dumping or trashing of shares. Um, but the 50% the to float on that, that red company. As far as strategies for the initial auction go, the strategies kind of vary by the number of players in the game, which is true of most 18xx games, no big surprise there. But you, you're going to want to get synergies. For example, um, the number two brown company, um, which is the company that um, folds in last, the merger into the state-sponsored railways, 
I forget. I think it's the KK. I could be wrong there. But anyway, when that company folds in last, um, it really struggles to run trains at the end of the game. Um, it typically has routes that have been tokened out because it's not laying tokens because it folds in last. And so it really struggles at the end of the game. Um, but at the beginning of the game, it also is highly dependent upon the number two coal company, uh, the yellow company in the middle of the board. If you've got, if you get that number two brown and you don't get that yellow company, it's possible you're going to be running to a dit, depending upon the track list. But if you get that yellow company and you've got synergy with that number two brown company, you know, you could both be having awesome routes. So when you're looking to the draft, you want to look and see um, what kind of synergies you can get. Companies that are operating in the same area so that their track lays could be complementary and you don't have to worry about people tokening each other out. So if, if for example, you were going um, for that brown company, which folds in last, you know, going, you want to, you want to make sure that you are going to get that yellow um, company in the middle of the, of the board. In fact, I'd almost say draft the yellow company first because that yellow company is not a bad company throughout the entire game, um, and then worry about getting that number two brown. The uh, the first company that folds in, which is the orange, it has three components. Um, it is the juggernaut of the game, um, typically. Uh, in, a, in a typical game, it's going to have great routes at the end. Yeah, it folds in early, which means it's not folding in at the time when train, permanent trains are about to come out, which means you won't have as much cash when the permanent trains come out. Typically, though, not a problem, easy to work around. And, you know, at the end of that game, that's going to be one of the few trains that's running a 10 well. Typically, in the early auction, those that company's components go first. Um, now, in a four-player and up game, you want to avoid letting one player um, get all three components of that company. They basically will get kind of free run. It'll be hard to stop that company. Now, you, you'll be able to invest in it, you know, buy a share later and things like that, but still, um, you know, you want to you want to kind of focus on making sure someone at least takes one of those components so one player doesn't have all three. In, in a, and this, this is a game that player count um, is, there's definitely better and best player counts. Now, normally people think that like four players is good. I'd actually say 24 is okay at four. Well, not okay. It's it's a good game. Don't get me wrong. It's a good game at all player counts. But four players is not the best player count for this game. Five players is where it gets interesting because five players means at the beginning of the game, most people aren't going to get synergies. And they're going to have to be doing crazy things and figuring out, okay, what do I do to make these companies and components work well together? So I think I think five players adds more tension and more excitement. Um, and so it's better at five. It'd be hard to come up with five 18xx players in your area. I don't know. But uh, but try to get, get that game to five. Three is also fun in this game, but three is more like uh, the money's just rolling in and we're just in this money tornado. How many... How many twenties and hundreds can we grab? But uh, yeah, five is wh where this thing really sings. And in this in this early auction, it's it's because those component pieces are not going to be well aligned. Um, so anyway, back to back to what you're drafting. So that that uh, that brown, uh, that, sorry, the orange company, that's the juggernaut. You know, typically if you are last in priority, you're going to take the uh, number one orange presidency. Um, 
and kind of run with that. It's, it's typically considered the best, um, but don't worry. I mean, you definitely win this game without having any components of the orange. So, so don't, don't worry like it's a, a lost cause if you, you don't get that. The, uh, the purple company is, um, is great if you can snatch up both the one and the two on the purple. Um, I think it's the UG. Um, and, and so if you're like, you know, the last person, you have priority, which means you're going to be last in the first round of the draft, but first in the second round of the draft, um, and first in every subsequent round, if you, if it comes to you and both those purples are in there, it's probably a good idea to grab both of them. Not necessarily, there's, there's other strategies to the game, but when the first time you play it, um, you know, that, that can be a nice solid choice if, if, uh, now if, if it's crazy enough that there's, you know, uh, both lots of orange components if the presence of the orange is still in there by the time it comes back down to you, um, then you probably still want to grab that. But, but assuming that hasn't, hasn't been done, which is unlikely, you know, grab, grab both the, the purples if you can. If you can only grab one of the two purple components, yeah, you might you might want to maybe you know maybe go for um, you know some of the other major components if they're still available, um, but um, but yeah the the, the purple um, the purple works well when you've got both. It works okay if you get them separate, but uh, works great when you got both. That brown company, like I mentioned earlier, it's going to struggle um, at the end of the game, so you got to squeeze every penny of that thing beginning of the game now it's got the advantage that when it when it folds in its components um sure enough it uh it's going to have a lot of cash and the permanent trains are going to be around so hey you've got this permanent train but um but typically you can't run the damn thing so um you know hopefully you've got another company that you can push a permanent train into and really earn the money that one um again don't take that number two company unless you've got the yellow or you know you're going to get the yellow um because that yellow company can just screw you um, because of the track priority. So anyway, um, then we've got the uh, the four coal companies. Um, the yellow is by far the best of those those four coal companies. Um, primarily, not not for its own intrinsic value, like its area of the map is what matters. Um, it is going to get down into the money area of the map. Um, you know, we got Budapest and, and uh, Vienna. God, um, again, I don't, I'm in the car, so I think it's Budapest and Vienna. Anyway, there's two central major cities of where all the money is, and that yellow can typically get down in there pretty darn easy. And if you've got, if you do have one of the presidencies of, of one of the, uh, the state-sponsored railways, you're going to be able to, to work magic with uh, the synergies you get there. Um, now... The second best company, that's a hard choice on those coal companies. Um, it is not the number one. That is by far the worst company. But the green and the black, um, those two companies are kind of equally mediocre. Um, the, the black can get down, if you, if you have purple, and if you have the purple number one, um, you can build up towards the black and get some great synergy and make sure the black is in the game at the end of the game. Um, I've seen players screw around with the black company and try to lay track, like have the black and the green together and try to lay track down to each other to help each other out. And that was just a shit show. It was just not good. I mean, if someone out there has, uh, has done it and seen it done well, um, please tell me I'm wrong. 
but, uh, but, you know, anyway, the black, the black and the green are about equal, um, and, um, they're both gonna be sort of like, if you've got a purple component, um, you know, and you're building towards one another, um, they're good, and they'll be good at the end of the game. If you're not building towards the center of the map at the beginning of the game, those companies are never going to be great at the end of the game, um, and they're going to they're going to struggle to uh, to earn you any real cash. Um, and and so then um, then that leads us to the red. Okay, so the red is the only company that can, the only publicly traded company that can be started at the beginning of the game. Um, and there's and we all have plenty of cash. So so typically, either all the um, coal companies, the mountain companies, and the components sell out. Or um, the uh, the red gets started, and um, usually the player that starts the red forgoes buying um, mountain certificates. That said, I'm not sure that's a great strategy. Uh, it might be a better strategy abandoning one of the mount uh, the, the coal companies um, and collecting that guaranteed twenty five dollars if you're going to start the red. You're, you're typically though, if you're starting the red. Um, you're, you're doing that um, to put more trains in the game and put pressure on the players that have the uh, components that are going to turn into the state-sponsored railways. So anyway, the Reds kind of an odd start. If this is your first game, first time playing it, honestly, I'd ignore the Red Company um, and uh, as, a, as a starting maneuver. Um, uh, unless you are in a, maybe a three-player game um, where you've got so much cash that you can easily start that, you can easily get some of the state components, um, you know. But in a four-player game, I'd ignore the red start um, just because I think it's a it, for for the first time you play the game, it's um, it's going to put you in a decision space that's awkward um, and you're not really sure what you're doing. All the other players kind of like don't have a lot of decisions that they have to make early. The decisions are pretty apparent. Um, and uh, so anyway, um, starting strategies, you know, um, getting components of the state-sponsored railways, good thing. Um, getting a, a coal company that's got great synergies with one of those um, state-sponsored um, railways, um, that's that's sort of like you know the golden opportunity um and then making sure that you get some of the mountain certificates um mountain certificates are um expensive they're 120 um who knows what um, austro-hungarian pebbles whatever they are i forget the currency um and they pay 25 around which is you know that's not bad they're, they're definitely going to pay um or five times, depending upon when you choose to turn them in and people start companies. Um, so you're going you're gonna to get some money out of them, um, but they're going to eventually convert into a certificate that's probably worth between 70 and 90 uh, uh, on, on the stock market. So anyway, they're, they're valuable, um, but they're usually the last draft. Now, do pay attention to the certificate number because when you turn those babies in, um, when you're forced to turn them in on the five train, um, they're going to go in certificate order. And um, typically, players think 
well, okay, I'm going to turn this in for my company, right? I can, I've got one of the, uh, the coal companies that's now being forced to convert into a regional, um, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, you know, I, I own the yellow regional, so of course I'm going to take the yellow certificate. However, um, you know, I, I've seen more often than not, people are like, holy crap, one player did great in, you know, making their regional worth something, so I'd rather have a share of that. Or, gee, I part my regional at 70, and they part their regional at 90. I think I'll take the 20 bucks, and on the, the next stock round, I'll sell their share and drop their stock and take $20, you know. So, um, you know, the, keep that in mind. It's not just an automatic certificate in your uh, little company. Um, all right, so that's I think that's enough about the draft, because I'm actually on the freaking Bay Bridge already. I'm like two miles from home at this point, guys, so um, I, things are cruising. Um, anyway, um, let's let's get on uh, to the actual start of the game. Um, okay, so there's going to be these um, seven components of the state-sponsored railways operating. Each of the presidencies, um, the number one component for each is going to get 240 bucks thrown into it, and uh, the, uh, the twos and threes they're each going to get 120, um, and your your number two train costs 80. So, all right, so we can, you know, we could buy a bunch of trains. You know, that number one component could buy like, you know, it's got 240. It could buy three two trains, yay! But it can only operate one, okay? And um, if you throw three two trains into it to speed up the trains, um, you better have a great reason because you are actually the guy who probably wants trains to move slowly. Um, maybe not, but, but you're definitely, you know, you're buying trains for some other company, um, which is something to look at. Um, some, you know, if, if you do get that, um, that orange company and you've got the three components all to yourself, you know, the number two and number three, those guys could actually run multiple trains. Um, they can't buy multiple trains at the beginning of the game, but they can run them. Um, and, um, you know, but with the, the positioning on the number one orange, you're going down south, and you're going to be running between, um, I hope it's Vienna, I don't have a map in front of me, but um, you're going to be running out to that um, that dip just south of you and call it a day, and that's it. Um, and so, you know, you're kind of limiting your train purchases. So, and this is kind of true, this is the my kind of one criticism of the game is that for the component, state-sponsored components of the railways, they might as well have pre-printed the track and told you not to, to, uh, to uh, lay track for a certain amount of turns. Because really, there's not a lot of free choice. Um, there's a little more free choice for the purple company. Um, and there's a, a couple of decisions you could be making as the brown company, um, you know, on like your maybe third or fourth track lay. Um, yeah, I guess the brown number two, he's got he's got some decisions, especially if he doesn't get the yellow company, you know, the player doesn't get the yellow company above it. Um, but the per, the orange company, that, that guy's track lays are kind of forced. There's not really a whole lot of decision space there. Um, and um, so so anyway, the the, 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 the the sort of strategy for for those those major railways um, is you know if you want to if you've got extra cash and you want to be buying extra trains who are you giving those for 
um, and and why are you speeding up the trains? Um, have have answers to those questions, and then buy trains to your heart's content. Um, now the um, the the, uh, the coal companies and their G trains. There you've got a little more decisions to be making. Um, let's start with number one, the blue. The this is this is the the booby prize of these companies. Still a viable, valuable company. Don't don't get me wrong. It's not like don't take the blue, you know, keep your cash, don't get the blue. No, buy the blue if it's there and it's the last one available. Um, but you might want to buy mountain certificates first. <laughs> I'm not sure that buying its presidency is worth um, more than a mountain certificate. But anyway, strategies for it in the opening of the game. Um, okay, there's two dits up there. Um, by that company. You can lay towards those two dits and you think you're going to be increasing your revenue. You're actually not going to be increasing your revenue by very much because although you can run to a town and then beyond it to a dit, you've got to pay for the track lay up there. Okay, so, okay, I've just paid out the 40 simoleons, whatever they are, and, um, and that means less money in the company. And okay, I'm going to be running to more dits, but you're probably not going to get better off. Last time I played this game, I, I, I managed to get the blue company, and I said, ah, and I, I love to build track just for the record. Um, everybody who plays with me knows I love to lay track, it's my favorite part of the game. Um, the whole spatial whatever is just exciting, makes my neurons fire, um, and um, so any, anytime I can lay more track, it's a better game, um, but so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to lay to those dits, and I'm going to curve around and come back down towards Blue's home. Yeah, I think that was a total mistake. Um, it put me well behind the curve of laying track down into Vienna. Um, it, um, it meant that I did not have the cash to um, upgrade my 1G to a 2G. Um, it was just kind of a cluster. Um, and uh, I you know, put that in the would not do again column. I'm not saying there's not a way to make that work, um, um, but in, at least in the pace of the games that my community plays in, um, I wouldn't do it. If, if I were to do it over again, I think it, it's probably more advantageous to get down to Vienna fast. Um, lay straight to Blue's home. Um, you know, your mountain home has uh, two exits. Lay straight to Blue's home. If green, for some reason, hasn't hit, which it should have hit by the time you lay that um, city, um, you, you know, um, then maybe start laying out the other exit um, of the home, and maybe maybe that way you'll get to run two trains. Um, you know, um, and uh, so anyway, um, think about that. Um, Yellow Company. Yellow Company, um, it's, it's track lays. Um, first of all, if you uh, did not get the uh, brown um, number two company and um, you want to make, you want to watch the brown uh, number two uh, owner sweat, you can screw him by um, laying to that town between Vienna and your home in such a fashion that they can't get in there until green. You know, depending upon when they operate, um, the you know, 
green may or may not be available to them, I mean, and they may have to go to a dip. So um, you can you can really retard retard um, the uh, the start of um, that player's game if you want to if you want to mess with them on that yellow company. However, assuming you got the synergy there, well then you know the other things the other the other options there is like okay let's let's march quickly down to um, to uh, Vienna and uh, and uh, open up that uh, that number two Brown. Now, if you're going to become the president of the Brown, the other thing you want to start trying to think about is how the hell am I going to make sure that that Brown has some routes um, to um, to uh, at the end of the game. Now, one of the ways to do that is by fucking over the blue company, and you can fuck over the blue company. Um, you know, if you can make it so that the, the blue company has trouble getting to Vienna with some track lays, um, and, uh, you know, um, you, you can make that blue player's life kind of hell, um, and at the same time has the benefit of not just, you know, making their, their lives hell, but increasing the viability of that brown company at the end of the game. Now, um, we're quickly probably going to run out of useful track lays. Vienna's not very far away, and so you're going to look around. I like to kind of loop back because um, you've got that double dit. You know, you probably want to lay like a crossbow, a crossing kind of track there so that you can form some loop that then lets you head out east um, to that TA, uh, T city up in the, the north. Because um, at the end of the game, there's usually something that's not tokened out that lets you run like from the, the Black Mountain um, through that T down into. Um, Budapest and to Vienna and, and, you know, you're hitting like every, you know, there's only one gray T tile and hopefully it gets laid up there and you're just hitting some real powerful runs at the end of the game. So, um, I usually try to get the yellow company in on that early. Um, I've seen some yellow lays down, um, sort of form, you know, kind of looping around, but then down to form some double routes, um, earlier into, um, into Budapest, I think it's Budapest, whatever the second most valuable city is, um, that are, they're also kind of interesting. Um, I usually don't end up with the yellow company. People tend to take that early, uh, earlier than I do. And I don't usually end up with it. Um, okay. So then the black company. All right. As I mentioned before, that black company is not a bad company. It's a pretty good company. It's better than blue. Um, but it, it, it's hopefully you've got synergy with the purple and you're building down towards um, towards the money area in the map. Um, don't, don't, um, I have successfully crossed the bridge, by the way, so this is going to be a fast commute. I'm amazed. I'm, I'm like four miles from my house at this point. Um, so anyway, um, so um, the black company, yeah, try to try to get down into the money as quick as possible. Um, now they're, it's going to earn some money and be able to buy two one G's. So you could run two one G's, but I, you know, I'm not one of those players who's like, get all the money early and you'll be better off for it. This game has got some like, yeah, you got to build track for the end of the game. And if you choose to like screw around with your track builds to get money now and have a crappy track later, you are going to pay a price. And Getting that second exit out of that mountain up there, um, I'm not convinced it's worth it um, to get that early money to, if you're going to run a second trip. Um, the green. Okay, the green is like way the hell off in 
no man's land. And um, in 37, it's really way the hell off in no man's land. But um, we're playing 24. So in 24, it is off in no man's land. And you have got to, um, you've got to get that guy to the center. Now, if you did choose to go with a red start, there are some synergies between the red and the green and building track with one another. The problem is that you're going to be building that dit trail across the southern side of the map, the southeastern side of the map, and which is going to be fantastic for running a G train. Um, but at the beginning of the game, you're, you're not, you're not, the red's not able to run a G train. So, you know, you got to build it carefully. Um, and, and the other thing is, is that if you are building that southern, um, you know, trail, what's going to happen is the, the five's going to break. The, the, the green company is going to become a company. It's no longer a coal company. It's going to move its home. And if you haven't connected that home to your track, it's going to suck. So um, don't exclusively build out across and ignore that home. You might not want to start with the home, but you got to make sure that you've got the track lays to connect with your your, your future home token. Um, and remember, this is a one track lay um, game, and so it can take significant number of rounds for you to you know lay enough track to make running out of the green home useful. So um, you know early track lays, yeah, you probably want to go to that dit trail. You probably want to figure that out. Um, but if you don't have synergy with another company that's building towards you, um, you, you need to be sure that your timing um, is such that when the green company pops and starts operating, um, you've got a route that's viable. Um, unless you are like going to think about dumping the green company in some way. Um, so, you know, if, you, if you're not planning to be a long-term shareholder of the green company, then I guess it doesn't matter. But, but typically... All right. So, all right. That's the beginning of the game. Um, I didn't really talk about purple strategies. Purple, you know, purple is kind of building together and, you know, it depends on how your components are made up. You know, the orange, orange has got to connect its various tokens. Actually, so um, orange one and two need to connect and then you need to start focusing on getting to the other money city. Um, that three component, if if you are the brown company president, getting the number three component of the orange is worthwhile because that corner of the map has a pretty valuable end of game off board in several cities and is probably the only way you're going to be running like an eight or a ten train worth anything. You're, you're, um, so there's some synergy there. Um, if you're the orange president and you have the orange number three, um, I would not spend a lot of time building track to the center of the map because you're never going to use that token at the end of the game. Um, you're going to have enough uh, routes and riches and tokens in the center of the map that you're not going to need to run over there unless somehow you have three permanent trains in the company, which is not likely. The beginning of the game, you know, kind of take a look around. Um, if you think the brown player is maybe going to benefit more, you may want to just um, concentrate on, um, you know, building, uh, upgrading cities rather than building out. Um, you know, 
that many of the companies are better laying uh, a second yellow city um, early to get those routes in than upgrading early to get the money. That number three orange down in the, uh, the southwest corner. Um, it's going to help the brown company at the end of the game more than it's going to help the orange press. Uh, let's see, is there anything else I missed on the... I think that's it for the, the, the early part of the game. Okay, so now we're going to get to the middle part of the game. The middle part of the game is going to feature this sort of successive folding in of these components of the state railways into their, their companies. Um, oh, no, no, before we get there. Okay, train purchasing, buying trains across and things like that in the early game. Okay, it can be super valuable to shuffle um, extra G trains into um, these mountain companies. Um, or more accurately, <clears throat> sometimes it, it can be super valuable to shuffle um, a G train out, upgrade it, and shuffle it back in. Okay. Um, so I didn't talk about the train upgrade mechanism. Let's talk about that for a second. All right. So on your turn, company's turn, you can purchase a train outright from the bank or if it's available, you can upgrade a single train to the next available train. So if you're in the threes and you have a two train, you can pay the upgrade price from a two to a three and you get a three. And the discount is equal to half the price of the train that you're upgrading. So um, I forget what a three costs, I think it's 120 or something like that, maybe 140. Um, but uh, uh, a two train costs 80 bucks. Okay, so I can take 80 bucks, I get $40 credit for that, and um, I only have to pay $80 for my, uh, my three train. Yay, awesome. Okay, I lose the two train, but maybe I can't run a two and a three um, in the beginning of the game, so maybe that's not a bad thing, and I get this discount. But now, one of the things you cannot do is you cannot upgrade more than one train at a time, I mean, in, in a turn. So if you had two two trains, you can't upgrade both of them to a three. Um, and, but most importantly, what you can't do is take a two train and turn it into a four. It has to become a three first. And if you upgrade a two to a three, and that's the last three, you can't upgrade to the four because you can only do one upgrade on your round. You can, however, if you have enough cash, do something like buy the last three and upgrade it to the first four. Um, that can be lots of fun, watching all everybody else's two trains pop thinking that nobody nobody was going to get to that four train. And so one of the things that you can do at the beginning of the game is, you know, you can try to run your mountain companies well enough that uh, they're earning enough money to upgrade their train. Now, the great thing about mountain companies, it's really easy to calculate the revenue multiple turns in advance. You're going to know exactly how many turns uh, it's going to take for them to upgrade their money. And um, I didn't talk about it, but the the, the coal companies, I'm sorry, not companies, coal companies, the coal companies, um, you know, they pay half their revenue to the player and half their revenue goes to the company. But in addition, the off-board um, coal location is paid entirely to the company. Um, so it's not part of the normal revenue calculation. And one of the things that makes that blue company suck is it only gets 10 from its, its mountain location. And so it's unlikely to have the cash to uh, be able to upgrade a company. Sorry, upgrade his train, and and so one of the one of the things that you can consider is you know rating one of your other company's treasuries to make sure that you have enough cash uh, to be able to upgrade your one to your two. 
And I would say upgrading that one to two early is one of the sort of key strategies to having a lot of cash early. Um, going from a 1G to a 2G, um, first of all, um, it means that you get a little more flexibility and when you have to turn your your um, mountain company um, into a publicly traded company because um, you don't have to worry so much about the cash infusion when the 1Gs go away. Um, you can also put pressure on all the players who still have 1Gs because you know when that 3G comes out um, or becomes available, um, you know, you're going to be able to upgrade to it where they may have to buy it outright. Um, and so, you know, I would say, I'd say there's a lot of strategy around getting to that 2G as quickly as you can, um, you know, um, about the time you can run it, which is usually going to be about the third or fourth OR. Um, all of the companies will be able to run the two. Well, maybe not the, the green, but the black and the yellow will definitely be able to run the two cities. That yellow, especially, if you've got that yellow and you get a 2G into it, you may be running all the way into Vienna and making some big bucks. So train, early train um, shenanigans are very, definitely encouraged by this. All right, uh, back to the middle game. So the middle game is going to feature this whole, you know, first the orange company forms on the four, and then the, the uh, purple company forms on the five, and then the um, uh, brown company forms on the six, and, oh, all these, you know, coal companies that have been operating as non-public companies all suddenly become private or public companies and you can buy shares in those and isn't it wonderful you've got all these options and all these things to think about in the middle of the game um all right so let's talk about when do you turn your cash cow mountain coal company into a publicly traded company that other people can then mess around with so there's one school of thought that says do this early because um, stock appreciation is a thing in this game. And if you turn your, um, your, uh, private, uh, your private company public early on, you will be ahead a in the stock um, game. Yes, that is a thing. However, you gotta weigh it against the fact that you're probably going to be withholding one or two times more than players who waited a long time to turn their their companies um, uh, public. Gee, you know, I get two early stock moves, but then I do a withhold and I completely erase that. Or if I have to do two withholds, I'm actually, you know, if I had to do two withholds more than if I'd waited, I'm actually going to be behind the curve, most likely. So um, I, I don't think that's a reason to turn um, a, a private company public is that early stock movement. Maybe if you, if you some reason, um, have a ton more cash than other players and you got nowhere to put it, um, you know, okay, I need to buy my own shares of stock so that I can um, have somewhere to, that my stock's gonna, or my money's gonna earn a return. Yeah, I, I wouldn't think that's the normal, normal scenario. So what you're more concerned about is, okay, am I, do I need to put pressure on trains? Do I need trains to come out? Do I need to put cash in the game? Um, or do I want to slow down trains and do I want to, um, to make this game last longer? And, and that really, I think, like in most HNXX, it's more about how do you make the trains move um, than not. And, and those, those uh, companies, with their flexibility of when they become public, um, really has a lot to do with them. Now, one of the things um, that you want to be careful of is if some sneaky little MF has um, 
purchased a lot of those uh, mountain certificates, if you turn your public company um, public, or you turn your private company public, and that guy flips over three or four of those into your shares of stock and all of a sudden becomes the president. Um, I've seen it done. <laughs> and, and, and the player was very surprised. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. Those could be turned into my shares of stock. And uh, I could only afford to buy, you know, four in the flip. And now you've got 50% and I've got 50%. Or, or worse yet, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I floated the company and sold a share because I wanted the money to do something else. Which is what happened in this situation. was like the player sold themselves down to four thinking, well, no one around the board's got anything more than 100 bucks. There's no way they're going to trash their own shares of stock. And all of a sudden, the other guy was like, well, actually, I got $100, and I can sell this one red share, and I can flip these three certificates, and bingo, I own your company. Thank you. Um, it was humorous um, for all but one. Um, anyway, so, um, you know, do pay a tiny bit of attention to that. You know, you're, you're going to turn this company um, public um, because you want to deal with the train situation. One way you're dealing with the train situation, uh, you're the guy with the 1G train. Um, you get that 1G, and it's looking like a 3G is going to get bought, and um, okay, I'm going to have to buy a train out of pocket if I don't turn this thing public and get some cash into the company. Um, but hopefully, you are smart enough to upgrade to those 2Gs. Not really a concern for you. You're sitting pretty, um, but you know you could earn more money if you had a 2G and a 3G, or just a 3G. Um, and, uh, or you're looking for a way to, um, you know, stash some cash out of some um, uh, state-sponsored uh, component that you're not going to be the owner of in the near future. So, you know, keep in mind, um, you know, um, of those things and those factors as, as you're trying to decide, do I make this thing public? Now, the one thing you, do, you, you really want to do is you want to control when that company becomes public. You want to know when it's going to become public. And, and you want to make, you know, be in control of that. And so, um, you know, it's forced on the five. Keep that in mind. If you're getting close to a five train, you know, like, oh, this thing's going to go public. Wow. Do I want that to happen faster? Do I, you know, what, what do I want to do here? Um, you know, and, and the other thing is, um, so you can't sell shares of companies that have not operated, which means um, that you can't sell... Um, shares in these publicly future publicly traded companies that are currently private companies um, but you can buy them and so you know if you know that the five train is likely to come out but you don't want to take your company public right at the at, right at that moment um, you do want to have bought 50 percent so that once it turns you know it's forced to turn public it'll operate you know, the worst thing in the world is like, oh, well, gee, it's now a publicly company, traded company and everybody else is earning cash, but there's only 20% of the stock, so this company is not running and will just not pay myself. So make sure that, you know, when that, that switcheroo happens, you've got your 50%. You're, you're good to go um, and your company is going to operate. Now, one of the things is making those private companies trainless. Okay, you're still on the hook to buy a train. Um, which you're going to do out of one of your other companies, so it's not a big deal. But they don't depreciate. The stock doesn't move back because the stock's not moving, right? There is no stock movement for the private um, components. 
early strategy might be, oh, okay, let me have my one of my publicly traded companies, or not, with future stocks bond companies, um, buy that 1G over, upgrade it to a 2G, and then, okay, then I don't, I don't get the revenue for, you know, my, my coal company that round, but it doesn't lose any stock value. Now it's got a 2G and yay, life is great. And I did that early before I, anybody else had enough cash kind of thing. So, um, um, you know, just keep that in mind that that's a way to play the game. Um, and, uh, not a bad way to play the game. Um, okay. So, um, so the middle of the game is really just going to feature this continual, like, okay, someone bought a four, we're rolling this thing in, and that guy's got a bunch of money, he's going to buy a bunch of trains, and, and um, okay, that means, oh, we bought a five, and now we're rolling in the next, you know, um, state railway, and okay, that forces the six. So it's this sort of steady rolling of, um, of shares. Um, and uh, into um, in, and money into the game, um, and and mid game strategies are more about you know um, trying to make sure that um, you uh, screw the player who is becoming the president of a component you own, um, and you're sucking the cash and or trains out of that um, that company. Then uh, then you're gonna just roll right on through that. Um, and, uh, you know, build tracks out, keeping the end of the game in mind. And with that, it is, uh, believe it or not, I'm in Berkeley sitting in a parking space, almost right in front of, um, Victory Point Cafe, which if you're in the area, um, is a nice little place to play games. Um, I highly recommend it. They host us every Wednesday night and, um, uh, food's not bad and, uh, beer is cold. So. Um, I'll, uh, go play a game of 24. Maybe I'll, I'll verify the, uh, actual city names and things. And on the way home, talk to you about what to do at the end of the game. I might even tell you how poorly I did today. Listen to the jingle, the ramble and the roar. As she glides along the woodland, through the hills and by the shore. Yeah, the mighty rush of the engine here, that lonesome hobo squall. Traveling through the jungles on that Wabash Cannonball. Okay, folks, well, it's much later. And uh, four-fifths of an 1824 game later. Um, and uh, let's see, we were talking about middle game. All right, first thing. Let's backtrack a little bit to the opening game. Forgot one important element. Setting the par price on those uh, coal companies that are going to upgrade into publicly traded companies. That's a pretty important safety tip. Um, you know, you par them too low, and they are not going to have the cash needed to upgrade trains, that 1G train to a 2G. Um, you par them too high, and obviously you've sunk a little bit too much money into them, more than you need to. I don't honestly think you could par them too high. I think the hundred dollar or hundred smolian or whatever the hell it is cap um, is is probably as as good a par place as any. If there's extra cash left over, you're gonna need it when the company becomes capitalized. And so, so it's more of a question of like. 
you know, could you um, buy something else? Um, the first stock round after the first operating round, there's nothing to buy. There's no shit, no, no public. Maybe there's a red, the red shares to buy. And so maybe you'll have earned enough um, to, uh, to have money. So, you know, having $40 left over after the initial draft round um, and, you know, earning 60 bucks or something. So you have $100 to buy a share of something. Um, that's a possibility. So if the red company starts, yeah, you might not want to just dump all your last pennies into that um, coal company. But more than likely, um, you're, you're probably better off if you have ten dollars to leave it in there. Now, if you put it at a hundred bucks and make it so that you can't buy um, one of the mountain companies, and there was going to be one available to you, that's probably a bad choice. Part at a hundred bucks and you leave yourself with eighty and it gets around to you and there's another mountain company to buy and all you got is eighty dollars. Yeah, you probably should have parted at eighty so that you had the hundred and twenty left to buy. You're not gonna regret having extra cash in that company um, to either pay for mountain hexes or whatnot. And and then and then after it converts, you know, you're gonna uh, you're gonna want to um, have token money or you know, train money or whatever. So cash is not gonna hurt in those companies. All right, middle of the game. We had a really interesting game tonight. Um, sadly, we did not finish the damn game. Um, Victory Point, bless their hearts. They're a great place, but they apparently have lives and like to go home at night. They close up at 11 o'clock. So um, we closed the joint down. It was hopping tonight. It was pretty damn packed. It's over here near uh, UCAL. Um, Phil and college students um, that uh, us old train gamers ignore and... Um, Every once in a while, we get one of them wanders by and goes, Ooh, what is that? Oh, it's a train game. Oh, is that, is that like Ticket to Ride? Yeah, it's something like Ticket to Ride. But, uh, they're, you know, it's a great place. Lots of fun people. Um, and if you're a casual gamer, um, you know, there's lots of pickup games and things going on there. Um, highly recommend it. Anyway, but they closed at 11, so we didn't get to finish our game. Partially the reason the game took us a little longer than normal. Well, we did have one player who never played that game before. He's played a lot of 22 and 17 and other things, so he knows some complex games, but um, it, I think it's been years since he played a 24, and, uh, and uh, on top of that, we played awesome tonight. We just absolutely crushed each other at the appropriate times, and so there was a lot of pregnant pauses while people were like, oh, fuck, I didn't know that was going to happen. And it happened, and now I don't know what I'm doing. And so, um, kudos for us to, uh, to do that. Um, we, like I said, three three of us played really well. The new player, he he did suffer. He's a great player, but um, he suffered. Anyway, uh, he got taught a lesson, um, a lesson that he's been taught before. Uh, don't buy a lot of shares in a company early, uh, and allow that company when you're not going to have priority over that company's president. Um, Normally, 24 is not a train company dumping game. Normally, I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe like 20%, 30% of the time, someone will dump a company. Um, it's it's not normally that kind of game because the having that presidency cert is important. It is possible you have three companies, um, and so, you know, you could dump one and, and, you know, only be one share behind one player. Um, but normally everybody's going to be president of two companies in, in a four-player game. I'm talking, we played four-player. 
Um, and so if you put yourself down to one presidency, you're going to have, you know, one or two players with three, one with two, and you're going to have one. And so you're going to be behind shares significantly uh, and probably not able to make that up. Um, but <clears throat> Pete, uh, I probably should use people's names, but anyway, one of our players tonight um, managed to do a great dump early on. Uh, he was fantastic. He hired that uh, red company um, in like the second available stock round at a hundred bucks. Um, another player bought three shares of that thing. He had five shares of it. Um, he sucked. Uh, I think he left it. I think he left it with a three train just before it the three trains rusted. I, I don't think the player who got that company ran it once with a train on it. Um, pretty brutal. Um, well, ran it once after he, he got it. He, he put a train in it, then put another train in it, and eventually had to buy a permanent into it, but um, out of pocket, I think he paid out like 150 bucks out of pocket on that guy. But, um, or no, I, actually, it was this other company paid out of pocket for That one even held a company. Um, anyway, um, Pete did a great, uh, great dump. Uh, kudos, uh, did, did a great job um, on that uh, early train dump. Definitely um, put him in, in contention. So uh, we're in the middle game. We've, um, you know, money is just pouring in as these various companies um, fire up. Um, so tonight, um, as I was mentioning, um, you know, doing an early conversion from a private to a public company can't not necessarily work out well. Well, I did an early conversion tonight, and uh, the reason I did the early conversion was I could not effectively run the trains um, as uh, without another token. Um, and so I did an early conversion, and um, I paid the penalty for it because what happened is um, everyone tonight um, surprised everyone else with train rusting situations and phase changes. Um, trains were just bought unexpectedly. Um, uh, people um, uh, withheld at the right time and um, and uh, it just it was just uh, a brutal bloodbath. And so what happened was I was able to start my company but only um, well due to the actions of another player I was the uh, I was the president of the Orange number one and so I um, I could uh, you know I, I had control over that and I was hoping to go into the um, operating round with just enough shares so when the conversion happened it uh, it would start um, on the four purchase uh, which which was eminent um, the four, four was going to happen and it was going to uh, get converted in the next round or no rather it, it just converted the the, comp the the game bought the four that's what it was so it had just converted at the very end and um, so another player started buying shares and so I had to defend the presidency of it and because that company doesn't operate you can't hasn't operated you can't sell any shares um, and, uh, and so yeah I had to um, I had to buy a couple of those shares and I was only able to get 50% of my um, my coal mine company started and I, didn't, I had the yellow which was good. I had the yellow in that game. And so so I got the yellow started early so I could token. And also I was able to token down in Budapest 
um, to ensure that I would have great runs at the end of the game and uh, and be able to run all the uh, trains. I'd, uh, I'd used the Orange Company to buy a 1G early and forgotten you can't buy trains over until the 3. So sadly, I, I held on that 1G for freaking forever, barely ran it. Um, actually, I think it got upgraded to a 2G before I ran it. Um, but, um, but uh, yeah, it was... Uh, it was kind of, I was the only one to start my yellow early. And then what happened is, you know, the, um, the share exchange was forced. Um, and in the middle of the, uh, the OR set. And so that means everybody takes your shares because you're the only company that started. But they're only taking them because they're going to get dividends. And then when the stock round comes around, sure shit, your shares get trashed, which is exactly what happened. So. Yeah, I started early. I got more um, payouts in than the other guys, and so I got more stock appreciation. But my stock also got tanked. Um, and at the end of the game, I was uh, well. When we called the game, I think I was about 150 share value, whereas the blue company was at um, at uh, uh, like 170 or something like that. So yeah. Um, you don't start the, the, those companies early for share appreciation. Um, you start those companies early for tactical reasons. Um, and, um, and buying that, um, or getting that token out uh, was well worth it. Um, paid off well. In addition, um, it just started all these uh, train rusting events. Um, I was able to upgrade a three train, uh, to a 3G rather, with a 2G, kill all the ones, um, that made uh, at least one player uh, forced by a 3G. Um, he only paid like $40 or something, but his company didn't run. He didn't get a payout, and, uh, and that kind of hosed him up uh, significantly um, early on. You know, the, uh, the brown company, or the, the, the orange company, rather, started, and, um, and I had some great, great runs. I was, I, I, unfortunately, I had like all the four trains. Which fours are not bad in this game. They're they're not like an eighteen thirty four where they may never get a run. They're going to get some runs. They're going to pay out well, but they're definitely not lasting very long. You get like three or four payouts from them. That's really good. Two or three is what you should expect. Um, I think I got three, so so that was good. Um, especially since I had three of them. But we just had you know we just had some brutal train rusting events um, and people having to uh, sit there and squirm. And figure that out and uh, the end game now we didn't really get to play much end game and because of the train rusting events that we had I think it kind of um, just reduced the amount of capital for trains at the end of the game normally in this game if you can do if, if you think there's two more OR sets to go let's say you're in the stock round and you think okay we got two more OR sets you know, we're in the permanence. We got one full set of three and another full set of three before we break the bank. And normally, doing even two withholds to get a train at that point pays off um, if you have the routes. And that's a big if. Um, you need to look around the board and see, you know, where the hell am I actually going to run these trains? Because, um, like tonight's game, you know, I think we had an eight train running as a five or something like that. You know, you got to look around, but if, if you've got one of those, um, 
Stats bonds, especially if you've got the, the orange. So the thing about the orange, why it's so much better is it converts early. Okay, that's bad because it's going to be buying non-permanent trains, um, but it gets to lay tokens. It can lay tokens wherever the hell it can see because there's no other companies operating right now, or one or two, and it's got all the money. So, you know, it's going to be laying tokens, um, and it's going to have routes at the end of the game. Uh, the brown company, you know, it's got the other problem, right? It starts late. It may not have any routes, and that, once again tonight, was the, uh, the problem. So, end of game, um, definitely look for an opportunity to do a couple of withholds and then do the monster payouts. It will pay off. I, I've won this game once. I did three withholds in a row, I think with some fours, and um, uh, had, you know, I think a, a 4G and an 8 or maybe a 10 running at the end of the game and paying well into the 50s, and most of the other players are paying in the 30s. And uh, I think I got four payouts that way, and it was just, just huge cash. Um, so withholding the end of the game, not that bad. So believe it or not, uh, we're 15 minutes into the uh, ride home. I'm now five minutes from home. So yeah, it's uh, 55 minutes out, 20 minutes back. Uh, what a difference rush hour makes. Oh, yeah, I did look at the city names. I think I got those pretty much right. Uh, maybe, and I think I got some other, like, early rules on wrong. I don't know. Maybe I'll give this thing a listen and remember what the hell I said and compare it to reality. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's 1824. Um, awesome game. Um, and, uh, you know, once you, once you play it with uh, people who uh, played it a couple of times, uh, you're, you're listening, listening to this, four or five hour made it game. this far, um, you know, and this first is your play, first yeah, 1830 game. Um, I'm a 18xx experience. Welcome. Um, 18xx, not your first thanks rodeo. for jumping off the table. If for some board. reason, after you land, assuming you swim out and survive that, um, you might want to think about wading in from the kiddie pool side. In which case, you know, go find a buddy who's got a copy of 1830 uh, with the reprint. Everybody and their friend has one of those. Um, do some of that, enjoy that. Um, but I don't know if you loved 1824 uh, and it was your first game. Hey, congratulations, you played a great game and uh, you waded through it. So with that, signing off. Have a great week, folks. From the great Atlantic Ocean to the white Pacific shore. From the queen of flowing mountains to the south built by the shore. She's tall and handsome and she's known quite well ball. Combination on the Wabash Hey folks, Steve McKay here, coming to you from Studio W, which is a heck of a lot quieter. Got one of these isolation pods at work, and uh, so I'm going to take a couple minutes. First of all, thanks for listening to the first inaugural uh, episode of uh, I'm going with Driving the Trains, which, hey, because yeah, I'm going to be mainly driving when I record these things. Um, love to hear feedback on if the audio is just too horrible and you're never going to listen to it because of that. Um, when I go across the Bay Bridge, I actually get up to like 45, 50 miles an hour. You can hear quite a bit of road noise. I may stop, um, recording during uh, that time. Um, you tell me if it's just unlistenable and you'd rather, um, hear a shorter episode. Um, this probably won't be my last 1824 episode, um probably have more things to say about it. Um, I'll tend to talk about the game I'm going to play that night, um, and my group tends to play a 
game for five or six weeks so that everybody is by the end really familiar with the rules and we're really playing the game um, competitively, not just learning the game. So um, I'll, I'll tend to talk about whatever we're playing. So who knows, maybe you'll, you'll get uh, multiple 1824 episodes. Also, I oftentimes commute over to the game with one of the players and uh, hopefully I'll be able to control one of them or two of them into uh, talking about uh, what their strategies are. Um, guy I normally commute with is one of the better players, and so it'd be nice to hear from him. Just a couple more um, observations from last night's game. Had time to think about it a little more. So the um, the blue company, which I, I disparaged greatly, um, was um, rightfully so, by the way. Um, but uh, that was purchased by the um, owner of the purple number one, and um, that player attempted to make synergy um, between those two companies to get the blue down into the money zone. Um, I was the yellow player and orange number one. Um, didn't have any other uh, components. Went with a couple of mountain companies. Um, and uh, because of the track lays that this blue player, blue purple player played, um, I played ball with that. And so I kind of enabled uh, the blue player um, to get um, some awesome tokens and to help the purple company have some great runs towards the end of the game. Um, uh, as I mentioned, we uh, we did not finish the game, and at the, when we called it, um, three of us had roughly the same amount of money. So, and that player had the least shares of stock, um, same amount of total money, including share value. So, um, he didn't have many shares of stock. He had more cash than some of us, um, so he's going to be able to buy those shares of stock. But he um, he was uh, he wasn't running away with it, even though he had that synergy. Um, the yellow, with the yellow company, I was able to get a token down in Budapest because of all these friendly track lays from the, um, the purple company. Um, and, uh, usually the yellow ones try to get into, uh, Vienna, um, Wien or whatever they call it on the map. It was, it was an interesting, um, change for the yellow company, um, usually able to get a token, uh, down in, in Vienna, but the, the early, I got a really early token, um, in Budapest and was able, and there was a straight shot, uh, to Vienna built, um. So I was I was I was running well at the middle part of the game. I think I mentioned it during the podcast. I, I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned it. Um, one of the players took that black company and attempted to build down the side of the, the eastern side of the map, sort of link up with the green and get in on that fantastic dit trail that the green player had built. And oh dear God, did he pay the price for it? Um, middle of the game, most of us with our our. Uh, our you know publicly traded companies are earning you know mid twenties. Um, if we've got a couple of trains, we're maybe earning forties. Uh, he was earning eleven, <laughs> um, and he earned eleven for many rounds, and uh, just just sucked. Um, and so I just I, I would love to hear from someone who has made that building down the eastern side of the map work for them. Um, what were the circumstances that they were able to do that? Maybe they had both the green, um, the purple two, and the uh, black. Um, I could see a combo there maybe, um, or maybe even the purple one, uh, choosing to build east rather than build towards um, mean. Um, but anyway, uh, just, yeah, that, that strategy just really sucked wind last night. Um, the other thing that... Um, is, is that the brutal nature of this train rush, how brutal it can be, and, and one of the strategies for it. So last night, um, you know, the, the, I was orange president and managed to, um, to keep a hold of it um, when it folded in. 
But one of the things I was able to do is um, um, buy that six train before um, the um, players who had the Brown Company had purchased a share of stock. And so there um, was an entire operating round where that Brown Company did not operate because 50% of the shares had not been sold into the market. And or sold uh, sold the players, and um, and so the six came early. Um, five and the six actually broke in the same operating round, um, and so both the purple and the brown company managed to um, come alive at the same time. The uh, the purple company had no trains. Um, it uh, it only had the components only had threes, um, and uh, because that six broke. Um, it, uh, you know, it had no, no trains in it. Um, and uh, the player who was the number one president is very aggressive, and he'd move his three out of it because he saw there was no real way for the, um, uh, well, or it, was a, it was probably to a disadvantage to the number two component player to move his three out. The number two component player did actually move his three out, but it didn't matter because um, the, uh, the six train killed all those. So... Um, I wasn't an investor in either one of those um, companies, um, managed to, um, you know, uh, basically crush the first operating round of both of those uh, companies, which one of the advantages um, that those companies have is they should have a train in them the first time they operate, and so they move forward um, the very first operating round when they're, when they're formed. Um, but uh, in last night's game, um, that was, uh, this was a surprise to both presidents. Both presidents were surprised that six came out. One thought he would have a three and no more threes, and then one didn't realize he was going to operate, and so um, only had uh, 30% of their component companies. So, um, yeah, getting that, um, getting that surprise um, train purchase, especially a surprise six, um, which the hilarious thing was is the owner of the uh, Brown presidency um, enabled this because he had managed to put a five train into his component. Um, one of the things I didn't really mention about the brown is it's going to just earn like gangbusters at the beginning of the game. It can operate two trains, um, and it's um, you know you're going to be operating out of Vienna, and so you're going to get Vienna doubled, and you know payouts of like you know a hundred to the player and hundred to the company are not uncommon, um, and uh, and so he upgraded a, a four to a five if I recall. Yeah, and so just just um, was earning like crazy. Um, so um, the other um, thing I didn't talk about uh, so much last night is the, uh, the strategy of getting more than 60% of the company. Um, uh, I don't think I mentioned this. Um, so, you know, when, you're, when you uh, have the mountain companies that you're going to flip and turn those into um, a certificate, the rules are very specific around stock purchases. One may not purchase um, more than 60% of a company. You may not buy a share of stock um, uh, when you own more than 50. Uh, yeah, when you own more than 50%, um, you may not purchase a share of stock, which means that um, when you own 50%, you may purchase that sixth share. Um, but it does not say anything about the conversion shares. Um, so if you've got a couple of the mountain companies and, um, you, so the stock round comes around, you got $500 in cash, 
you purchase um, five shares of stock, um, and then you um, uh, flip over your mountains, and now you're up to seven, and then you flip over the presidency, and you've got 90% of your company. Um, and this is great to defend yourself against stock shenanigans. This isn't a huge stock shenanigan game, but there is going to be some. Um, and so, you know, you can, um, you can really end up with a lot of shares of stock. You can even do this with the, um, the, pre the stock-bound companies. Um, if you've got the cash, um, you can, um, you know, purchase, pre-purchase those shares. You know, let's say you've got uh, presidency in one component, so you're going to get 30, but you could buy, you know, if you've got the money, um, four or five shares of that and end up with uh, 70 or 80 percent um, or even, I guess, 90 percent of the, um, the orange. So keep that in mind. Um, it can be a great strategy. Last night, um, the black player, um, he had 80 percent of his company. Um, so this was, you know, awesome. Only two other players had shares in his company. Um, more accurately, I think only one player had share in his company because it sucked. It was earning 11 around um, in the middle of the game. Everybody was out earning it more than double, pretty much. Um, I guess the green company sucked too. It was like 13 or 14, something like that. But, but so, you know, before you go down that road of, oh, I'm going to get 80% of my company, take a look and see what the hell am I going to be earning because this thing may stink and I may only want 60% of it. And I don't have to defend against any stock shenanigans because nobody's going to buy the damn thing anyway. Um, so, so yeah, um, um, just remember that mechanism if you're going to be earning a, a ton of cash. Um, if you could do it with one of the stats bond, if you've got the money, um, uh, do it because those, especially that orange one, typically they're going to be out earning everything at the end of the game and they're going to out appreciate everything in the game because they start out that 120. And if you've got 70% or 80% of that company, and that means you're defended against stock shenanigans to any great measure. And so, you know, um, you're, you're likely going to be uh, pretty damn well off. So anyway, um, I'm off to Chattanooga this uh, next weekend or a week and a half from now. Um, and so no Wednesday night commute. Um, which means I uh, won't do any recording next week, but probably uh, be back from Chattanooga, heading over to Wednesday night, um, and uh, talk trains with you all. Have a great uh, day. Please give me feedback. I don't have a contact information yet. I'll get that and put that wherever you've managed to find this podcast. Um, and uh, have a great day. Have fun training. Ooh, lady, ooh, lady.